everyone. Welcome to the Beauty and Behavior Podcast. I'm your host, Diane Sorensen, mother, grandmother, former teacher, and currently supporting parents who want to understand their children's behavior at a deeper level. This is where we talk about changing our perception and limiting beliefs around behavior to a more conscious approach to understanding ourselves, each other, and our most vulnerable population, our children. I share my self-discovery journey and what I've learned along the way and what I'm currently discovering as I continue evolving on this journey. My hope is that as we become more conscious of how we show up for ourselves, our children, and others, that we'll discover the beauty that lies within us all. So I hope you enjoy today's show. Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of the Beauty and Behavior Podcast. So here we are already into the winter season and here in South Dakota, the winter season has come in like a lion. Uh, yesterday we already, we had our first snowfall yesterday and already had blizzard warnings out um, but it's settled down today. We just have a few flakes of snow today. And yeah, so welcome winter. Um, I can't believe we're already getting towards the holiday season. So I, speaking of holiday season, I am doing a free meetup on December 9th at one p.m. Central Time. So changing the times up a little bit with the meetups. Um, sometimes I'm having them in the evening. Sometimes I'll have them during the daytime. So we kind of hit the different time zones. This meetup, um, it is called Empowered Parenting, but the theme for this meetup is boundaries around the holiday season. So if you're getting together with extended family um, you know, we have not done that um, in the last year. Sometimes, maybe, has it been two years? Anyway, if you're getting together with extended family around the holidays, sometimes that can be um, a source of stress. Or if you are being challenged with uh, children's behavior, whatever it is, um, if you are uh, experiencing stress in your relationships, Come to the meetup. Um, we're going to talk about boundaries around the holidays, boundaries with ourselves, um, boundaries when they when they include other people, and how to create healthy boundaries. How to honor and create healthy boundaries to lower stress, especially around the holidays. So, uh, December 9th at one. PM Central, and I do not have a landing page quite ready for that yet. So I keep stay tuned. Um, next week I will have the landing page for that meetup for you to sign up, and also you follow me on Instagram beauty in behavior, and there. You're there, you will find the link to register. So, all right, let's dive into today's topic. Today's topic, I wanted to talk about because I hear, in, hear it a lot 
Um, I hear people say this a lot. Parents say this a lot. And I said it a lot too. It's this constant feeling or, yeah, I guess constant feeling of, I don't want to mess up my child. I don't want to mess them up. And, and I'm doing all this work and now my partner needs to be on the same board because I don't want my partner to mess them up either. <laughs> so there's this fear of, I don't want to mess up my child. And so what does a messed up child look like? I think what it really means is I don't want my child to be seen as, so I think fill in that blank. I don't want my child to be seen as, a lot of times we'll say disrespectful. I don't want, to, I don't want my child to be seen as disrespectful. I don't want my child to be seen as a liar. I don't want my child to be seen as a bully. So I think it's, it's, I think it's all of these things that we're afraid of our child being. We don't want them to be that. And I think that's what we mean by, I don't want to mess up my child. And, but what it really means is I need my child to be a certain way in order for me to be okay, in order for me to be enough. Because I'm in fear that if I don't raise this child in the right way, I put air quotes around that, in the right way, that I won't be enough. I'll be seen as a bad parent. And that is our greatest fear, is being seen as inadequate. I think in our humanness, in our, that is our, one of our greatest fears, is being seen as inadequate. Or another way to say that, one of our greatest fears is the fear of rejection and failure. Rejection and failure, in other words, means inadequate. So I don't want to mess up my child really means I need my child to be good enough so I feel good enough. We are so attached. Our worth, our worthiness, our enoughness is so attached to our child that we need our child to be good enough so that I feel good enough. And so it's kind of like if, 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 if my children or my child doesn't turn out a certain way, I'm not good enough. But what the child hears is, if I don't turn out a certain way, I'm not good enough. And they hear this message in very subtle ways over and over and over. They internalize this belief, I'm not enough and I must prove that I am enough. I don't want anybody to see that I'm not enough. So here's the seeds of shame being planted. I don't want anybody to see my not enoughness. So I must prove that I am enough by, and whatever that is. 
for many of us, it's chasing gold stars, right? I have this gold star rule that I lived by. The gold star rule is gain gold stars above anything else. In other words, do, 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 do what everybody else wants you to do. Be what everybody else wants you to be. Perform. Perform what everybody else wants you to be or, or your perception of what you're supposed to be. And earn those gold stars because your worth depends on it. Those gold stars is how we prove that we're enough to the world. And we'll be enough when I have enough money, when I have enough time, when I have, when I, when the scale on the, or when the number on the scale is low enough, when the the clothes that fit me are small enough. In other words, when I'm thin enough, when I'm perfect enough, when I have enough degrees, education, whatever it is, we try to prove our enoughness, our worthiness by these are all gold stars. And the gold star rule is earn them no matter what. Abandon yourself. Doesn't matter how you feel. Doesn't matter um, what you want. Just earn the gold stars. Make everybody else happy. Because then you'll be enough. When you have enough gold stars, you'll be enough. The problem is... We never, ever have enough gold stars. There's never enough gold stars to help us feel enough because there is nothing outside of ourselves. There is nothing externally that we can have enough of that will make us feel whole from within. Nothing externally can make us feel ultimately happy and joyful. Yes, things can make us happy for a while. But what happens when, you know, that little while is over, then it's back to chasing the gold stars again. And we unknowingly, maybe I should say I, I'm going to speak for myself here, I unknowingly, unconsciously, turned my children into gold star chasers or used my children to earn gold stars. If they, if I don't mess them up, they will earn me the gold stars of being enough as a parent, being a good parent. That's our ultimate gold star. For some, anyway. Maybe, maybe everybody's ultimate gold star maybe is different. And because our worth 
is attached to those gold stars, we need our children to perform, I'll say perfectly, but extraordinary. Maybe that's a better word. Extraordinary. Ordinary isn't enough. Right? Ordinary isn't enough anymore. We need extraordinary because we need more gold stars. Extraordinary will be certainly, give us more certainty that that will be enough gold stars for me to be enough. And I always remember, and I don't, I, I don't remember if I've shared this story on the podcast or not, but if I did, I'm going to share it again. I remember when I was teaching and we um, did these uh, screenings Uh, that gave us a starting ground for where the child was at the beginning of the year. And I was talking with um, a parent about their child's um, screening scores, which were in the, you know, typical normal area. And I could see that this upset her. And so I inquired about that. You seem upset about the scores. Tell me about that. And she said, you said he was in the normal range or average. Maybe that was the word. He's in the average range. And I said, tell me more about what upsets you about that. She says, well, we don't want him to be average. We want him to be above average. So... This is a really great example of using our children to earn gold stars, to using, attaching our, our worth to our children. If my child is above average, then I'm above average, right? And so maybe these are one of the things that we don't want to see our children have. We don't want our children to be seen as less than average. So just average isn't, doesn't give us quite enough comfort area. We want them to be above average. So whew, that gives us some comfort. And that's what we want, right? We want to feel comfortable. We don't like discomfort. We are discomfort avoidant, conflict avoidant culture. So when we want our children to be above average, extraordinary, they feel the stress of that, the pressure of that. And they feel your fear that they're not enough. You know, that focus on, I don't want to mess up my kid. I don't want to mess up my kid. I don't want my child to be seen as, you know, below average, a liar, uh, disrespectful, whatever that is. But when we focus, when that's what our focus is on, what we don't want, I don't want you to be messed up, then that is where all of our energy is going to the things we don't want. And our children internalize that. They, they, They internalize our dissatisfaction with their performance and they feel that energy of not enough and they internalize that and this is how the not enoughness the which is shame I'm not enough 
is shame. We, we don't want anybody to see that. So we do all kinds of things to earn these gold stars so nobody will see that. And we don't talk about what we feel ashamed about and all the qualities that we don't want people to see. And so they grow and grow and grow and grow and grow. Right? What we resist persists and grows bigger. So, and then here's another part of this too, I think. This, I don't want to mess up my child. I'll, I think a lot of that too has to do with, I don't want my child to feel like I did growing up. Maybe some of the things we felt growing up were painful and we don't want our children to feel that. And I think that it also is part of, I don't want to mess up my child. I don't want to bring them pain. So then we become our child's rescuer and we rescue them from feeling their emotions and feeling how they feel about any mistakes they've made so that they can course correct, so that they can go, ooh, I didn't like that feeling. I don't want to do that again. But instead, we often rescue them from feeling those feelings. And then oftentimes we lecture them to make sure, you know, it's not going to happen again. And then we try to force them into taking responsibility. And none of this works because responsibility can't be forced. And when we rescue them from feeling the feelings that they have about whatever has happened, maybe it's a mistake they made, and rather than leaning into how do I feel about this, we rescue them which is the opposite of teaching them responsibility. And then we go, oh, I need to teach my child responsibility. And then we give them a bunch of chores to do, thinking, well, now they'll learn responsibility. It starts with being responsible for your own personal self, which part of yourself is your feelings. But we rescue them because we are uncomfortable with them. It reminds us of another time, or maybe it reminds us that we've gotten in trouble for upsetting somebody. So when any when our children are upset, we rescue them, or other people. When they're upset, we rescue them because we're uncomfortable. So we're actually rescuing ourselves from our own discomfort and doing our children a disservice by disconnecting them from their feelings. And then we often tell them how they're supposed to feel about the mistake they made. You know, we try to guilt them into stuff or tell them that's not a big deal. You don't need to be upset about that. That's, that's not a big deal. Well, it is to them because they're upset about it. So we learn not to listen to ourself, not to trust ourself, because people on the outside know better. So part of I don't want to mess up my child needs to be I am allowing my child to be true to themselves, to have access to all of their emotions and be allowed to 
feel them and connect with them and take care of them. Keep their feelings safe. Breathe into them. Name them. Say hello. And let them know they can be with them for as long as they need to have them and that they get to keep them safe. Keep their feelings safe. When we start to become aware of our own emotions, where they're located in our body, what they feel like, let them know they're welcome. Breathe into them. Maybe even journal about them. Write a letter to them, whatever it is, to connect with your emotions and have a relationship with them, we can teach that to our children. And that will be helpful to them rather than hurtful. And we can, we can focus our attention on the things that we do want rather than, I don't want to mess up my, my child. That is your fear. That is, that is our fear as a parent. That is our shame of if anybody sees the real me, if anybody sees that this isn't going well, then I'm not enough. And that feeling of not enough is shame. And we don't talk about that. It's almost a taboo word. But I want to talk about it. And I want to bring it into these conversations Because it is a part of our culture. And not talking about it, it grows. Again, what we resist persists and grows bigger. And what our shame is, is the qualities within us that we disown. So the, I don't want to be seen as stupid was one of mine, or fat, So those were the things I thought made me inadequate. And I hid behind shame for them. I hid them in starving myself to be thin so I wouldn't be seen as fat. And um, just giving up, basically, in grade school um, or high school even because... I didn't want to be seen as stupid and trying and getting messages from the adults around me that I should already know this, then not trying was easier. Not trying and failing was easier than trying and failing. So if you have a kid that is not, that seems to be not trying in school, and is, is, you may say, they just don't care, or you hear teachers say they don't care. They don't feel cared for. They don't feel supported and encouraged, and therefore, they're just not, try- they're not trying so that they protect their worthiness. Because again, if they try and they fail, that's, that's shame. So anyway, that's getting off topic a little bit. Um, so back to, uh, I don't want to mess up my child. 
our job is to keep our child safe. That is our number one job, to keep them safe, both physically and emotionally. But if we don't feel emotionally safe, it's very, very difficult to, maybe it's even impossible to keep our children feeling emotionally safe. You know, if we're worried about getting gold stars, if we're worried about what are other people going to think, we will throw our children under the bus to get them to do what we want them to do. And maybe that, throwing them under the bus, maybe that means yelling at them or taking their things away or, you know, something that causes them pain So they'll do what we want them to do so that we earn the gold star of good parent. Because in our culture, compliant children equal a good parent. So we need to understand ourselves. We need to understand all of the parts of ourself. We need to understand our emotions, where they're at in our body. need to understand all of the qualities that we love about ourselves, as well as all the qualities that we do not and that we feel shame around and own it. Just own it and start knowing and finding evidence that you are enough because the truth is we are all enough. We at the core of our being We are of love and goodness. We are whole. We are not broken. We are whole. We don't feel whole because we have uh, abandoned parts of ourselves. We have abandoned these qualities that we think make us inadequate. So start honoring yourself. Honor yourself by... Allowing yourself time and space to be you, whatever that means. Maybe it's a morning routine. That's a great place to start honoring yourself is I'm going to get up five minutes early, 10 minutes early, whatever it is, and spend that five minutes sipping on my favorite coffee or reading a page in my favorite book or whatever that might be for you. Just start honoring yourself because you matter. And when we start treating ourselves like we matter, we start valuing ourselves, we honor ourselves, we teach our children to be able to know that they matter that they honor themselves and take care of themselves, not for you, but for them because they have value. That is the opposite of, I don't want to mess up my kids. So, okay, well, that brings us to the end of this week's episode. And come to the meetup on December 9th. Again, the link will be coming out soon. Follow me on Instagram at beauty.in.behavior. There'll be a link there 
to sign up. And thanks for being here, everybody, and have a great week. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to the Beauty and Behavior Podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's show. I'm so very grateful for all of you who are showing up here with me because I believe subtle shifts create big impact. How we show up in our life, in our relationships, or our parenting impact our life, our children's lives, and the world. If you're ready to brave the wilderness of your beautiful soul, live life from the inside out, and create the life you want to live, head over to my website at diansorensen.net and get on my calendar to see if the Beauty and Behavior family is the right fit for you. I got you, and we'll talk again soon.